Welcome to the KO Show, brought to you by the 1970 Club. This is Mark Houston, along with my co-host, Kevion Nolan and Omar Payne. Guys, welcome back from a, a, road, a long road trip that you guys had. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that road trip uh, as we go along this morning. In segment one, I want to talk about um, the games that you had. That The road trip included a trip to... Uh, North Alabama, Florence, Alabama, where you uh, played North Alabama, lost that game uh, Thursday night, and then came back Saturday afternoon, uh, traveled up to uh, Central Arkansas and uh, played very well, a terrific second half, and and won going away in that game by 10. Um, First, let's talk about uh, the North Alabama game, and it was a game, uh, Kevion and Omar, where you guys were up. A point and a half had had you know leads three five points throughout the first half. Um, actually had a, a big lead to start the game and then settled in with leads in that that range. Um, you go to the locker room and you come out in the second half and uh, they they take control of the game and extend that lead uh, throughout the uh, throughout the second half. What do you th- what do you pinpoint as the reasons that uh, that game got away in the second half? Um, I think it really just came from us as a team kind of getting away from uh, like our scouting reports and things like that. So like knowing certain guys' tendencies are getting away from what we went into, like our game plan, like as far as gap defense on certain people and, and executing offense, we kind of got stagnant and they were able to kind of capitalize on that as far as making runs and making shots. So we kind of dug ourselves in the hole at the beginning of the second half and, not, and really never got out of it. And uh, so that that was uh, those were halftime adjustments that uh, really didn't occur in that game as as you would like. I know you guys feel that uh, when you go into halftime, it, it's very important to come out and play well that first four, five, six minutes mm. because that really may determine how the rest of the game goes. And so there's a difference when you go uh, Saturday afternoon up to Central Arkansas. You're uh, once again in a close game at the half. Uh, just a very narrow lead, and then you you guys take control of the game and do basically do what North what North Alabama did to you in the second half. So tell me what what was different in that in the in the halftime discussions of that game. Um, I feel like the North Dow game and the UCA game um, was a little bit different, just because with uh, UCA we kind of did everything that we needed to do is from the scouting the scouting report standpoint. So. We just weren't making shots in the first half. So our coaches really told us to continue doing what we did on offense and kind of buckle in on defense, and shots started to fall for us offensively. So as long as we kept doing what we did defensively, like they didn't really score on us big. We just had to lock in on offensive rebounds and getting back in transition, like little things like that. But other than that, we kind of just stuck to what we did. And um, once shots got to falling, everything started to go our way. And and that's right, because you got a lot of good open looks. Um uh, they uh, they gave you a, quite a few open looks in the first half, and you hit two out of twelve, two out of fourteen. All right. So it really wasn't any. Did coach tell you basically you don't need to change anything you're doing? These shots will start falling. Then you shot at a terrific clip in the in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, uh, the team had to play with with you sitting on the bench. We're going to talk about, uh, quite a bit about that in the mm-hmm. uh, in the second segment uh, of our of our show today. Um, so, Omar, uh, we're getting ready to. This is this week is uh, North Florida week. Mm. 
They call it the River City Rumble. I don't know who came up with that, but it's obviously the team across across the ways, really close to where we're we're taping our show right now. Mm. That uh, is, is the two 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 Division One teams in the city of Jacksonville. Uh, do you have any familiarity with North Florida at um, all at this point, University of North Florida? Uh, I had a couple of dudes play on my AU team. I know Jose and uh, another player. I'm not sure what his name is though, but. Um, it, so, so you know a little bit about their personnel, yeah, but not much about about their team. Uh, mm. Kevion, you've you've seen them for three years now. So, uh, tell me about what what are the most important things uh, to do against uh, the University of North Florida and playing them mm. and, and and defending against them. Um, just being their aggressive first and not really letting those guys be comfortable, just because they have a lot of shot makers. So. Um, that's kind of what they live by is the three ball. You know, it's in their name, their nickname, and all the T-shirts and stuff that they wear. So really just taking away their strengths and just playing our game, being aggressive. And for uh, for the last uh, two years, and this will be the third year, you've, you've well, actually, your, your redshirt year, you've, you've now seen him for four years. Uh, Carter Hendrickson is about a six seven forward that plays both inside and outside. And I know in past years he's uh, backed down some – He's like got gotten isolated one on one and backed down some of your guys and and been a tough a tough guy to defend. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, how do you how do you guard? Well, how do you defend against Carter Hendrickson? Um, like I said, just make him uncomfortable. You know, Carter's a, a good player, so um, it'll be shots that he makes that are just tough and you just have to live with. But we just have to make all his touches and all his shots just be tough as possible and not really let him see anything clean and to let not let him gain a lot of confidence to just continue to take the wild ones that he can't actually make. So just always just make the game as tough as possible for him and uh, live with the outcome. And uh, tell, tell Omar a little bit about what to expect as far as the atmosphere. You open up mm-hmm. – this, this is a situation where you open up Thursday night, you play Swisher, you come back. These are back-to-back games. You come back Saturday afternoon and you go to UNF and play game two. So tell, tell, tell me what uh, you expect atmosphere-wise. First at Swisher on Thursday – and then at uh, UNF on uh, on Saturday, um, for sure Thursday when we come when they play at our at our house, uh, it'll be packed out. You know, it's by far probably one of the the biggest games that you know everybody comes to. So even last year was probably one of the biggest, the crazy, the craziest atmospheres that we had in Swisher last year. So um, it'll be crazy. You know, both sides, everybody will be packed. It'll be, you know, everybody's been talking all week. So we kind of really just got to block that out and really lock in on, on the game. And the students really get into it on both sides. Right. And, and uh, a lot of verbal abuse. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's what it's all about, though. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that, particularly that Kevion's gone through uh, in his career at JU in terms of uh, physical injury and and uh, having some problems that way and having to overcome those those physical uh, challenges. And uh, we'll also talk about the new uniforms that are going to be broken out this Thursday night in the big JU-UNF uh, River City Rumble game. So we'll be back with uh, segment two of the show. Back on the uh, KO show and uh, with Kevion Nolan and Omar Payne. Uh, guys, uh, first I want to talk to Kevion about this because – uh, this uh, is a theme we've seen in your career, Kevion. Uh, you've had to overcome some challenges with with a knee problem, or I don't know—is it one knee or, or both knees that bother you? Um, 
Depends on the day. <laughs> Depends yeah. on the day. Well, I know it. In, in halftime of the, uh, you were having trouble at halftime of the North Alabama game, and when uh, right at the end of the half, um, did anything in particular happen, or is it just just the fatigue just set in? You started having some some pain in the knee. Uh, I'll probably say well, we played North we played North Alabama on Thursday, so and we had a quick turnaround on Saturday, so. Um, I'm usually kind of like you know sore normally after all all games and and, uh, and I misspoke I misspoke I'm sorry the the Central Arkansas game was the game that you uh, could not come back and play mm-hmm. in the second half so you had fatigue from the from the uh, North Alabama game Thursday night and the, and did you feel like you were going to be able to give it a go when you were warming up on uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah, like, so it just kind of, like I said, it just depends. Like, some days are always worse than others, and Saturday was just kind of like one of those days where, you know, it took me a little longer to, you know, get loose than, than others. And while I was in the middle of the game, I kind of got more and more pain as the game went on. So I just kind of made a, a smarter decision on not really trying to, to overdo it and cause any, like, more damage to it. So I kind of just made the decision to sit. After and, I felt like, and how do you communicate the the fact that you're struggling with the knee and having pain, and how do you communicate that to the coaching staff? Do you go to the trainer first, or how does that work? Yeah, uh, I pretty much go to the trainer first, and then at halftime, speak with my coaches and just let them know like how I'm feeling and things like that. So it's always a battle, just because I know I can be stubborn at times, just because you know I'll play through pain and things like that. But uh, it was just more of a to make a smarter decision on, you know, like a long-term type of thing and not try to overdo it for this game. Are you able to tell whether you're uh, being hampered to the point where you're not effective? I mean, are you able to make that call? I know you want to play. Mm-hmm. You would never want to say, I, I can't give it a go. Right. But are you able to draw that line between not being able to, being able to tough it out and still play well and being able to, play but just be ineffective because you're you're in too much pain yeah i think uh this saturday was really the first the first saturday all all season where it was just really bad where i really couldn't get it going so that's why i say you know it's just one of those things i've been all season you know i haven't went out this is one of the first seasons i kind of you know play every single game so uh, i did a good job of you know treatment and things like that and taking care of my body but you know, it was just that game, so I feel like I'm I'll be back and I won't have this problem again, though. What do you What do you do this week in preparing for Thursday night's uh, game against UNF? Uh, now that you had you had some pain, you had some a challenge on on Saturday. What do you do to prepare yourself uh, to play Thursday night? Uh, I was able to rest yesterday. I was able to rest today, and uh, I'll get treatment and do rehab and get moving on things and just continue to, you know, to. Basically, the usual process of getting ready for a Thursday game. So, just going through my normal treatment things and icing and stuff like that. So, I'll be ready to go, though. Okay. Uh, Omar, uh, one of the new things that's going to happen Thursday night, you guys are going to break in out some new unis, right? New uniforms. Mm -hmm. And have you guys uh, had a chance to uh, try those on, make sure they... They fit right, and, and you're ready to go? Oh, yeah. We did a little photo shoot after uh, we came back from our trip, so everything looking good. Everybody likes it, so it's something good to bring out. And, you know, we got to get the street going with this jersey on and come out on the L. <laughs> That's right. And uh, t- I know um, you've you had a, t- a tough game. Uh, you, you got in foul trouble in a mm-hmm. hurry. Uh, was that just a little just being too too excited, too 
too aggressive uh, on on Saturday with with Central Arkansas. Yeah, this you know coming out being too aggressive. I try not to look at the ref too much and just you know <laughs> just use this as a lesson. You know, next time I come in the game, I just got to be you know play my part and just keep my hands up. Um, so the UNF game is uh, is is one of these where you play the team back to back. Now, Kevion, you've had experience in two consecutive games against the same team. Uh, Omar at, at Florida back in the COVID year, did y'all did y'all have any? You didn't have scheduling like that where you played anybody back to back. Oh no. So how do you, how do you look at that, Kevion? Is I mean, do you look forward to the opportunity to play this? A team back to back. Do you think there's an advantage uh, because after the Thursday game, you can just figure out what you did wrong and and not have to go to a new scouting report? What do you uh, think? I feel like it just depends because you just yeah I don't know like you know them pretty well, so it really just comes down on who executes the best and then you know who plays the hardest. Like it really goes out the window on personnel and things like running sets, things like that. Like it just really comes down to the simple things of who will play the hardest, who's gonna play together, and who who will be able to execute. Just because you know, like it's nothing new. Like it's no surprise anymore. Like everybody after that first game, you have people being able to, you know, know go to moves for each other, know who's going to really make shots in these type of situations. So like I said, it really just come down to executing and just who plays the hardest so so what's different about uh that friday in between as opposed to uh having a different opponent what's different about you do you really not you don't have the waste well, you know, i won't say waste time you don't have to devote time to learning personnel and scouting reports mm-hmm. i feel so, like the the biggest thing you probably just able to really lock in on the thursday game and really just try to clean up everything that you did that wasn't that wasn't so well, but also the things that you did good, you know that uh, you know they're a good team as well. So they're gonna go try to make adjustments to the things that you may have done well with them on Thursday. So you have to already kind of think past of what they might possibly do because this hurt them in the past. So you know it'll be a battle of the coaching staffs, a battle of the players as well. So this is a, be a good rivalry. A little bit, a little bit more like an NBA situation where you're playing a series. It's a series of two, right? But it's more like that where you're. Just play game after game against this team, and everybody's making adjustments as you go along. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to come back, uh, guys, and and welcome in a new a guest to the show, and we're going to really change up things uh, today because we have uh, Jalisa Dunlap, a uh, member of the JU women's basketball team, and we're going to talk, uh, learn quite a bit about Jalisa when we come back to the show. Back on the uh, KO show, we've been joined uh, – by Jalisa Dunlap, a uh, 5'10 sophomore from Stockbridge, Georgia, a member of the JU women's basketball team. And uh, Jalisa, welcome to the show. Hey. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. Um, you grew up in Stockbridge, Georgia. That's a, a sort of a suburb, uh, not too <laughs> far out of Atlanta. And tell me about your high school career and uh, your recruitment and your decision to come to JU. Um, well, Stopper is just like a little small town, so it's not really too much to look at or talk about. But my high school, I just went to public school at Eagles Landing for my first two years. And then my dad decided to transfer me to a private school in Henry County. So that was kind of weird. Like the transition was weird going from public to private school. But it was definitely worth it in my recruitment because I wasn't getting the looks that I needed to at my public school. So going to private school, um, it was during COVID. So the recruitment was kind of weird. So I didn't get to do any visits. 
we didn't have any tournaments that year. So it was just all based off film and just talking to coaches and getting my film out there to people. And then JU was just like my fourth offer. And I had a dream that night when I got offered that like I had committed, I had a whole commitment party and the colors were green. So I was like, I think this is the one. They had a good nursing program, which is my major. So I was just like, I'm going to go with it. What What were your other three offers? Um, I had one to <clears throat> Delaware State. I had a couple good looks from Mercer and Georgia State. But that's about it. Yeah. And Mercer and Georgia State would have been staying pretty close to home, and right? I wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> well, you have the same experience uh, as your, your partner over here, Kevion Nolan, in terms of going uh, to a private school uh, for for your last two years. Mm-hmm. And how, how was that transition? How was it going from public to private? Um, it was kind of weird because I never really, like, wore uniforms and, like, wore skirts every day. Like, that was never me. And then, like, having just new sets of friends, like, private school kids, they're different for sure. So, like, just learning how to balance that out because I was always a public school kid and just they, they see things differently. They operate differently. So just adjusting to that lifestyle was different for sure. Do you think it, it, it will benefit you in the long run to have gone from from uh public to private? Oh, yes, for sure. I learned a lot of new things, a lot of like connections and just ways to operate with different people, which is always important. So you uh, make the transition. You come to JU uh, last year, your freshman year, and you were all uh, Atlantic Sun freshman team. So uh, tell us a little bit about your game, because uh, I'm sure fans will want to know you're 5'10". I guess you're five. You're listed at 5'10". We never know. If that's real, are you what, you're five eight and a half, yeah, maybe? I'm about five eight. Okay, all right. We we, we know that we know that game in, in in basketball, particularly college basketball. So you're five eight and a half, and and I assume you play you play a guard position. Yes. What are your strengths and uh, weaknesses? Uh, not weaknesses. What are the, your strengths and things you need to work on with I'll regard say to your game? My strengths are just like um, shooting for sure, um, making the right reads sometimes, and then. I would say what I need to work on more is being more consistent. Like, I'll have games where I play really good offensively, and then, like, the next game I won't, like, perform as well as I did. So just, like, being consistent throughout. Another one of my strengths this year is defense because last year it wasn't that, but this year it's defense for it, sure. It wasn't that because it wasn't something you cared as much about last year? Oh, no. The game was really <laughs> fast for me. Like, playing, like, in high school I was a very slow guard. Like, I was very methodical. So then coming to college, everybody's way quicker, way faster. And then, yeah, just playing. And the ace on guards, they're extremely fast. So just had to keep up with all that. Okay. And uh, you talked about your uh, shooting. And obviously, you shot the ball very well. Uh, this this past week, you guys played that home-and-home home series with UNF, first starting at Swisher last Thursday night. And uh, you had 23, career high. Congratulations on thank that. Thank you. Thank you. So you shot the ball well. Um and you guys had a, a nice win, a 20-point victory over UNF. And then you come back and lose a tough game over there. What do you think happened between the two games that caused you all not to quite have the result in game two? <laughs> um, like Kevin was saying earlier, it's really about like when you play back-to-back, it's like making the adjustments. And I feel like they made adjustments, and we have to adjust with them within this game, and we didn't do that. And, of course, it's their gym. They're going to make more shots. They're more comfortable there. So I just feel like – we just had to come out, and we expected to just blow them out again, and that wasn't going to happen. So just next time we play games like that, just making sure, like, you come with the same intensity every time. And this uh, this week you have uh, two games coming up, uh, both at home, Florida Gulf Coast, sort of the premier team in, in the Atlantic Sun for the last eight or ten years on the women's side, and Stetson, who's been right behind them 
uh, consistently, probably the second uh, best team in the league over the past decade or so. So what do you anticipate in terms of the games against Gulf Coast and Stetson? Um, for Florida Gulf Coast, um, it really just be all about defense because they get up a lot of threes. So just closing out on that and just forcing them to take tough twos. And we have to score with them. Like, no matter what, we have to be able to put points up with them. And with Stetson, they're just a really, like, solid team. They don't do too much. They're very, like, methodical, and they get things done. They execute great. So we just have to stay with them, play good defense, and everything will be good. So uh, you are majoring in nursing, is that correct? Yes. And uh, tell us a little bit about um, your thoughts. And coming out of high school, um, you mentioned that, as you were being recruited, that you knew JU had a really good nursing program. So how did that factor in uh, to your decision? And how is that nursing uh, pursuit going so far? Um, I would think that's probably like the top thing on my list in my <clears> recruiting, <throat> which is making sure that I had a good major program because I knew I didn't want to pursue basketball after college. So that was like something that was like really big to me. And right now it's going. It's a lot. Like you have clinicals, you have tests, lectures that are so long. So just like staying involved with that and then being very involved in basketball because they're both my commitments. So just making sure that both things are taken care of every day is a lot. So not a lot of time for, not a lot of free time between mm -hmm. the nursing program and, and basketball? No, not really. Do you get it? Will there be a chance in the in the spring after basketball season where you'll, you'll get any breaks and have a little time, more free time? Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. Um, well, we've really enjoyed getting to know you. I always like to uh, have my... Uh, my my partners in crime over here, Kevion and Omar, uh, asked the uh, our special guest uh, any questions that they may have. Omar, you, you, you're smiling. I yeah, I got two questions. Two questions. All right. Well, we'll give you two this time. <laughs> uh, first question is: uh, Do you think uh, going to a private school prepare you for coming into college, and uh, would you recommend it for other people? Um, I think it did prepare me because, like, for basketball wise, it mm. taught me how to play in a system. And when mm. I was in public school, we didn't play in a system, so. Mm. Coming to JU, the transition was a little bit easier because I knew the system. I knew how to play in the system and knew what coaches wanted from me. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely recommend it to, like, for people to get experiences in all, like, aspects of life. But private school really helped me, like, be grounded in everything and just learn new people, honestly. Okay. I, definitely, I went to a private school for my last year, too, so I understood. And the second question, I would usually ask all the co-hosts, is um, your career high? Like, all time? Yeah, we do all time. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, she had 23 is the career high at JU, so. Um, no, I'm talking about high school. Like. In high school, I had 36. Oh, okay, dang. Yeah. Well, a lot of threes. No, actually, back then, I didn't shoot that much. Oh, oh really? You were, you were getting to the basket then? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kevion, you good? Favorite uh, favorite basketball moment all the time. Oh, I would say um, my first game at JU and us being Minnesota and playing good oh, that game yes. and starting, so. As a freshman as a and freshman. playing in a, a huge arena up in mm -hmm. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. That And that was, did you guys, uh, that was a huge upset la beginning of last year. Yes. Did you guys have any feeling that you might be able to come in and catch them and, and, and pull the upset? I mean, that's what you would like to think coming in. You always want to be confident in your team. But, you know, you have some doubts. And then when our starter wasn't starting and they put me in there, I was really nervous. But it worked out, so. So you did you you started the game? Yes. And had, you didn't find out you were starting till right before they tip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to Coach Haney about preparation of the players. Uh, that that seems and, and it it didn't phase you because you had a a nice game, double figures that game, as I recall. Mm -hmm. Well, Jalisa, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, learning about you, and we're we're thrilled that you've 
decided to come to JU. We, we look forward to the rest of your career, and then we look forward to you taking care of me, uh, Omar, and Kevion as a nurse, because we'll probably all be hurting. <laughs> so we look forward to that that in the future. <laughs>